This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I appreciate you for listening today. Something that has been tugging at my heart for some weeks now, the professions of nursing and first responders. I'm not surprised that these fearless workers have been on my mind, in my heart, and always in my prayers. After all, during this season of COVID-19 and our need for social distancing, these people, nurses, caregivers, and first responders continue to risk their lives. And let's be very honest, the lives of their loved ones every day, every call, and every time they unselfishly throw caution to the wind and make the decision to help or care for another individual in need. I can honestly say, whether it is known or not, these men and women emulate God's love. You see, according to 1 John, the third chapter and 17th verse, Whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? In other words, those who truly have the love of God cannot bypass or overlook the needs of others and pretend they did not see or understand what they could do to help. Some may contend that it's their job, to which I say without a doubt, these jobs are those which require a true calling to the responsibility to care for and attend to the personal, intimate needs of all mankind. I often say that infirmities, if nothing else, make us all equal. That's sickness. When I really thought about it, I realized that being rich really has nothing to do with money, but everything to do with good health and happiness. Just understand, being rich is a state of mind, self-contentment, and well-being. That's being rich. Yes, money is nice, but self-contentment is worth so much more. I am grateful and honor God daily for good health and in spite of of this pandemic and all that's going on I am happy as God has so tremendously blessed me with a clear mind and a compassionate heart if given the choice of either having more money than you could spend in a lifetime or great health throughout your life which would you choose now some of you would quickly advise that you choose both But the question was an either or. Please know that God is in his infinite wisdom has indeed blessed some with both. To which I say, what a mighty God we serve. However, I learned a long time ago that one cannot have enough money to purchase good health. Perhaps great health care, top notch doctors and expensive treatments. But a healthy body. That is a matter to which only God attends. So all the financial riches in the world, while it sounds good and would be nice, cannot compare to a clean bill of health with the possibility of longevity and true self-contentment. After all, what good is the money when your failing health won't allow you to enjoy it? To a greater truth of the unknown, things happen. People have accidents, get injured, suffer chronic illnesses, mental challenges, COVID-19 or the cares of this world as life happens. Despite the coronavirus with unprecedented, unparalleled times, we have a strong, 
dedicated, selfless group of people who walk through the valley of the shadow of death constantly, daily, at a moment's notice. And that formidable group of nurses, caregivers, and first responders are relentless when it comes to the daunting task of immediately reacting and responding to all kinds of calls, rescuing, reviving, and saving lives. With that, I say this group of whom I speak today is honestly made up of those who were called into what seems their chosen professions. Now, during this time of COVID-19, for which there is no known cure, those who have been chosen with a divine calling are readily separated from those who chose the job as a career. I have heard both nurses and first responders who, for fear of taking care of others, have decided the consequences of performing the job are far too risky to continue in this line of work. For such valid cause, some have discontinued working in this field. Please don't get me wrong. No shade intended. If working in such a volatile position is not your calling, I do not blame you for walking away as it does not make you weak, but wise enough to know this is not what God has for me. So find your passion in proper God-chosen place, your real place of contentment. Then you have God's chosen nurses and first responders. And in spite of dangers and very real possibilities of of lasting medical physical harm, they continue to perform their duties daily, unapologetically, and by the grace of God. I would even honestly venture to say some have perished and fallen ill as the challenges are very real and no one is immune, yet their calling and commitment, possibly to a fault, keep these brave men and women on the front lines, helping any and everyone to survive and live through traumatic experiences. You see, those who chose the profession but lack true calling of being chosen by God to their positions are unable to remain fully committed in the face of personal dangers. Of course, I think no less of them. Quite simply, they chose the profession for whatever the reason and should seek to find their passionate calling. On the other hand, there are God's chosen, those who yielded to a specific, very personal call into their field. They did not choose, but by virtue of answering a deeply embedded calling, being divinely chosen to the committed duties of their profession, each is placed in a posture of doing the job from the heart. So they continue working to respond, react, and save lives, and are willing to risk death performing the duties that chose them. It is a committed work of the heart, from the heart, that stems from the heart of God. I honestly believe that if I had to choose a second career, or if I were to work in a setting other than teaching, it would definitely be nursing. I guess when one is a caregiver at heart, with a strong desire to take care of others, attending to everyone's needs becomes a priority and second nature. Today, I want to salute every nurse, healthcare worker, and every first responder everywhere. I already know that if you are in the trenches and you continue to return to work day after day after day, you are wholeheartedly committed and you have accepted the calling. Oh yes, nursing must be a personal, 
intimate calling. After all, it cannot be easy to attend to others, oftentimes complete strangers with such care and great compassion, completing those necessary duties with which the patient's closest family members would rather not. I think too often people see the glamorous, for lack of a better term, part of what nurses do. The public sees you in your clean white scrubs, comfortable shoes, moving around with an inviting smile, delivering meds and pouring water for patients. I have even heard random visitors in a hospital commenting that they could do your jobs. However, I know that talk is cheap and frequently amounts to a whole lot of convenient lip service. No one sees you cleaning up vomit or diuretic feces from between unmentionable body parts or applying ointment to open sores on the buttocks of a 500-pound man or a 400-pound woman. No one sees you when you are bailing, or excuse me, bathing patients who are at times understandably irritable or changing bed sheets with patients still in the bed. No one gets to go in with you when you're facing visitors in the room who may be difficult as they are at times having to say goodbye to that patient, a loved one who knows she will never go home again. You are the hero to the patients who seems to have no one and wants you to spend a few extra minutes, stolen moments, just showing that you care. I believe people do not realize that you are a real person with real feelings and emotions and the work that you do is genuine and from the heart. Almost daily, you show up at work, put on a strong exterior, and do your jobs, which, by the way, might require any number of duties on any given day. Please add to that heavy load, COVID-19, and the overwhelming amount of information that remains simply unknown. I can hear the words, even in someone's mind, anything can happen. While I feel being a nurse is rather self-explanatory, I still took a moment to inquire of the accepted formal definition. According to Google, a nurse is one trained to care for the sick or infirmed, especially in the setting of a hospital. Each nurse here in the United States is bound by the Florence Nightingale Pledge of 1935, a Hippocratic Oath. It reads, I solemnly pledge myself before God and in the presence of this assembly to pass my life in purity and to practice my profession faithfully. I will abstain from whatever is deleterious and mischievous and will not take or knowingly administer any harmful drug. Now such a pledge reminds you and others that you promise to live your life in a clean and honorable way just as you dedicate yourself wholeheartedly to make your life work caring for others. You see, one who has dedicated self to the nursing profession must maintain a respect for the well-being of body and life-sustaining care. He must, with every action, work with deliberate faithfulness to protect the body and wellness of self and others. The profession is noble, and the nurse faithfully devotes his or her entire life to sacrificially attend to body wellness and even administering drugs to self and patients with the expressed intent to always promote wellness. 
and healing. When I examined the Hippocratic Oath, I immediately considered that the language should be commonplace and the goal of every decent, self-respecting person. However, ultimately, to take such an oath requires one of great conviction and true devotion. Of course, it is often, with the exception of a select few, easy to love and attend to the well-being of myself. After all, I absolutely love and will always protect me. But you beautiful, awesome nurses, God bless you. You are challenged and even entrusted with administering the same loving care and compassion with which you would care for self to every patient. So I would go a step further and say nurses must love and care deeply for others, both the familiar and unfamiliar. You see, love has a way of making one see themselves empathetically in the place and faces of others. Our amazing nurses are able to compassionately show love and see beyond the rough, at times not so clean or fresh, exterior. I describe their heroic actions a lot like God. A good nurse looks beyond the smell, appearance, complaints, even ugly dispositions, the patient's faults, and addresses the various needs of each. Those caring healthcare professionals employ temperance and heartfelt understanding to nobly go above and beyond the call of duty and still maintain service with a smile. Once I spoke with a few nurses at varying ages and stages in their careers, I was able to clearly understand that being a nurse is intimate as it must be, and it is a calling rather than a career choice. It is not about the money as no dollar amount can truly accommodate nurses for the devoted jobs that they so heroically perform. Such an engaging conversation led me to look at the lives of first responders, a profession that is the twin to our loving nurses. A critical job that often means the difference between life and death is what their duties and responsibilities entail. First responders are those individuals who in the early stages of an incident are responsible for the protection and preservation of life, property, evidence, and the environment. Those who provide immediate support services during prevention, response, and recovery operations. I've always had a great deal of respect for those beautiful men and women who have chosen to sacrifice as first responders. They're brave and they're fearless. I said it correctly, as the job in and of itself is one of great sacrifice. These men and women come running when either of us call. It makes no difference what race, sex, sexual orientation, fat, skinny, light or dark skin. You see, none of that matters because first responders are the first to actively show up with an attitude that they will make difficult decisions better and ultimately save lives. Have you ever imagined a perfect stranger rushing to your rescue and working diligently to save your life? I assure you, when you wake up from your unconsciousness or a state of being lifeless, your questions will not be, was he black or white? Was my blood transfusion from a gay person? Was the person who gave me mouth-to-mouth fat? The woman who pulled me out of the burning vehicle just in the nick of time, was she light or dark-skinned? You see, none of these minor details even matter to someone whose life has been saved by the fearless men and women who run into dangerous 
health-defying situations daily in an effort to save the life of a stranger, when the frantic calls come in and first responders are dispatched, no one asks about sexual origin or skin complexion unless that becomes a necessary part of the description for proper identification or validation of who's being sought for critical assistance. First responders don't say if they're gay, if they're black, over 300 pounds, Muslim, has HIV or possibly the coronavirus. I don't want to go on that call. A luxury unavailable and unheard of. Not at all. Caution is thrown to the wind and the bravest of all show up and put everything they have into saving lives. While I wholeheartedly contend black lives matter when it comes to first responders, when it comes to nurses, all lives matter. I call it the life-saving mode, which means they snap into action and exhaust every possibility, working tirelessly to salvage dear life, anyone's life, everyone's life. This is the crew for whom I pray and declare God's speed every time they answer and work a call. You see, these men and women also took an oath, one in which they stated, be it pledged as an emergency medical technician, I will honor the physical and judicial laws of God and man. I will follow that regimen, which, according to my ability and judgment, I consider for the benefit of patients and abstain from whatever is deleterious and mischievous, nor shall I suggest any such counsel into whatever homes I enter. I will go into them for the benefit of only the sick and injured, never revealing what I see or hear in the lives of men unless required by law. These fearless men and women are those who have been critically called and divinely chosen to serve others while serving God to make our world a better place. According to Matthew 25th chapter and the 40th verse, verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. In other words, Each time these responders attend to the needs of those in distress, they honor God and God honors their mission as taking care of others is taking care of God's business. And ultimately, divine empathy lends itself to caring for God in the faces and needs of all who are in distress. According to Ephesians, the sixth chapter and the 11th verse reminds us, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. In verse 14 of Ephesians 6 chapter, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. In the 15th verse, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The 16th verse, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and in the 17th verse take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God in other words realizing who you are and whose you are demands full engagement and dressing wholeheartedly for the tedious mission of saving lives limb and property these aforementioned scriptures spoke of one's need for putting on God's whole armor like a strong soldier of the Lord. You see, God sees those 
people, those first responders and nurses, as his own soldiers doing a job for him. So he's saying put on his whole armor. And his armor, as he speaks, he's speaking metaphorically. He expresses them as our need to dress ourselves appropriately and for our mission in the cases of nurses and first responders for mental and physical survival in their very stressful positions. And they're supposed to dress themselves with truth, righteousness, peace, a shield of faith, a helmet of salvation, and God's word as a sword. In other words, God sees those first responders and those nurses as if they're going into battle to fight a battle for him, uh, but with his help. While this is a necessity for each spiritual being during our human experiences, this preparation is paramount for the men and women who've been chosen as nurses or first responders. I refer to them as God's army. You see, such spiritual preparation must be made for each to be best equipped to engage with so many matters and maintain the sanity of their minds and the ability to continue performing their highly stressful jobs and realizing that no matter what happens from case to case, God is and will always be in control. After researching the physical and mental consequences of working as a nurse or first responder, those who have answered the noble call of these professions suffer from higher rates of depression and anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and physical illnesses. 37% of paramedics have contemplated suicide, and up to 40% are known substance abusers. Trauma, death, and abuse weighs heavily on these men and women who do not have time to grieve properly. Since overwhelming demand drives each to move quickly from one traumatic experience to the next, never taking time to process grief or refuel. Yes, both nurses and first responders stuff the matters of one day and move on to the next. I repeat, for better mental and physical health, each must get in touch with their spiritual strength as they put on the whole armor of God. The final paragraph of the nurse's oath reads or says, With loyalty will I endeavor to aid the physician in his work and devote myself to the welfare of those committed to my care. Again, the final paragraph of the nurse's oath reinforces unwavering devotion to those entrusted into the nurse's care as their life work demands strong commitment ultimately to the well-being of others. Police officer's oath? As a law enforcement officer, my fundamental duty is to serve mankind, to safeguard lives and property, and to protect the innocent against deception, the weak against oppression or intimidation, and the peaceful against violence or disorder, and to respect the constitutional rights of all people to liberty, equality, and justice. The firefighter's oath? I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America and the state in which I serve against all enemies, both foreign and domestic, and I will faithfully and impartially discharge my duties as firefighter under the appointment of the Department 
according to the laws of the state in which I work to the best of my skills and abilities. So help me God. In the oaths of both professions, men and women vow to serve, defend, and protect all others equally in light of the United States Constitution. But they, too, must put on the whole armor of God to survive the traumatic events to which they so heroically attend daily without hesitation. Additionally, all oaths reiterate service and protection to and for all others. That which is unstated is to the detriment of the individuals working in these committed yet highly stressful positions. A recent study by the Ruderman's Family Foundation found that in 2017, more firefighters and police officers died by suicide than in the line of duty. The same study found that post-traumatic stress disorder and depression can be almost five times as high among firefighters and police officers than the general public. Because each of you gives so much of yourself daily to perfect strangers, you support self, personal contentment, and physical mental well-being last. I pause today to offer my heartfelt gratitude for every act of kindness human preservation, personal sacrifices, rapid responses, and every life saved. You are certainly the true heroes to all of mankind, and we honor each of you. First responders are real-life heroes who respond immediately. First to arrive at accident scenes, our most serious emergency. When dialing 911, please quickly come, hoping they're never too far away. To rescue us from situations free from threatening limitations. To save limb or spare life, I pray. Those who are specially trained to handle anything, any day, no special or planned occasion. Fires, accidents, shootings, burns, domestic violence, all different dangerous altercations. Some who enter, invited or not, without any hesitation, will cut, pull, or lift one out of traumatic life or death frustration giving no thought for self, great danger or impending drama, understanding the needs of others in the midst of medical trauma, your heroes who always endure through bumps, bruises, and abrasions, fighting to win, praying again, help and save each and every patient, losing a single life after putting up the fight, bring hurt, stress, and pain, yet you survive it all just to wake another day and do it all over again. Too busy saving folks to judge. Ask no questions about where the needs come from. Help the hurt, sick, and infirmed, those bleeding or burned, diligently working for everyone. No time to inquire or comment about what causes people to go through, but living in anticipation of helping all, doing what you were born to do. The nurse who loses track of time, attending great medical needs, the officer who delves into dangerous territory to protect and serve just and noble deeds. The fireman who runs into buildings with flames glowing everywhere to preserve, protect, and deliver to safety with the ease of great kindness and care. The EMT who speaks calmly to one badly injured, covered in bruises and blood, or risks life, health, and limb to free others from the angry rushing waters of flood. These frontline soldiers are brave and committed as they only worry about 
securing safety to people, no promise of reward, most whose names are mystery, no doubt. Sworn to do no harm, avoid the deleterious, is what they all have pledged. Delivering babies, accident victims, and in the line of duty, some walk on or talk off a window ledge. Often the first to respond to disaster and perilous, hopeless scenes. Always attending to their fellow man at large to rescue by any means. God's word has forewarned that depression is born from such trauma work is hard. Faith, peace, truth, righteousness, salvation take on the whole armor of God. We respect and honor you all for the fine, selfless jobs you do. For facing down danger, often caring for strangers, so selflessly forgetting about you. We appreciate the kind, caring bouts, battles you fight so very well. At times struggling to maintain maintain dear life, challenging desperate hope that fell. The bravest of all men and women dwell nobly in your midst. A force of brilliance most valiant together even forms a mighty fist. The ones we call when most helpless just need a helping hand to stop the bleeding in a time of pleading. Just arrive as fast as you can. We recognize at times it seems a dirty, thankless job you do as you risk life, health, and sanity, yet momentarily confront matters only you attend to. Nurses, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters, and police for the outstanding, selfless jobs you do. Please know we are so, so grateful today. God smile on our world with each of you. Well, family, this is number 10 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Won't you reach out, thank, show gratitude, write a note of appreciation, or share an act of kindness to some nurse or first responder? I think we so quickly forget that these are the men and women who continuously risk life, limb and health caring for responding to and rescuing others these are they who stare down death on a daily basis and sometimes death wins yet if their own life is spared they continue to show up and fight another day god bless each of you for your selfless acts as you endeavor to save lives please let us continue to pray for every nurse EMT, paramedic, firemen, police, and all first responders who lay their lives and well-being on the line to make a positive impact on others. I pray God's promises of protection and provision find and continue to sustain you and your families as you faithfully serve in your chosen positions while walking in purpose. Remember to put and keep on the whole armor of God. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.